0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie. Today is Wednesday, September 06th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Thanks for joining us. Let's start with a quick weather update. Riverside can expect a high of 87.0 degrees today and a low of 66.6 in the evening. Stay cool out there. Turning now to our top stories. First on the agenda, an important revelation from the Government Accountability Office. They've uncovered possible billions in savings that emphasize the importance of fiscal responsibility and transparency in our government. We'll be delving into what this means for you, the taxpayer. And across the U.S., the ongoing heat wave is causing serious issues in school districts, especially in areas lacking sufficient cooling systems. Today, we'll be focusing on the impact this has on students and teachers around the nation. Those are your top headlines, and we've got a lot to uncover. So stay with us. Government accountability is the headline story for today. In the U.S., significant government expenditure and fiscal responsibility are at a critical juncture. To summarize the ongoing developments, Elias, our senior news correspondent, is with us today. Elias, could you delve deeper into the latest release from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, GAO, their duplication and cost savings
1: report? Certainly, Connie. The GAO's report takes a magnifying glass to the billions of dollars that could potentially be saved with better management and coordination among federal agencies, The primary goal here is to eliminate redundancy in efforts and subsequently cut down costs. The report essentially underscores the tremendous importance of fiscal responsibility and efficient resource allocation within the government.
0: That's an interesting initiative. But Elias, the GAO also updates a list of high-risk federal programs. Could you provide some insight into that?
1: Absolutely, Connie. It's a crucial mechanism through which the GAO identifies areas of concern in federal programs and suggests measures to address these. The GAO aims to improve the effectiveness and efficiency of these government programs while promoting accountability in their execution. It's a key initiative in ongoing efforts to optimize government functions.
0: With the pandemic putting a spotlight on governance, how is GAO handling the monitoring of the federal response to the crisis?
1: Great question, Connie. Amidst the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, the GAO is closely monitoring the federal response. This involves evaluating the policies and programs implemented to mitigate the virus's impact and safeguard public health. It plays an essential role in ensuring transparency and accountability in the government's handling of the pandemic.
0: Beyond the pandemic, Elias, which are the other key areas GAO has been focusing on?
1: It's noteworthy, Connie that the GAO's purview extends beyond monitoring and evaluation. It publishes reports on various topics pertinent to government expenditures and accountability. For example, it recently released a report on Medicare Part D, which is a federally subsidized prescription drug program. This report underscored the need for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, better known as CMS, to monitor the effect of rebates on plan formularies and spending by beneficiaries.
0: It seems like this issue raises some concerns what impact could such rebates have
1: it is indeed a matter of concern connie the GAO report outlines that plan sponsors received significant rebates from drug manufacturers last year with amounts running into billions of dollars this situation potentially affects beneficiary access to certain medications and raises questions about how the placement of drugs on formularies could be influenced by rebates It's also pointed out that while these rebates might reduce payments for drugs with higher gross costs for sponsors, they don't lower individual beneficiary payments, leaving them potentially facing higher costs for certain drugs compared to cheaper alternatives.
0: That's worrying. But what is the GAO proposing to sort out these issues?
1: The GAO has recommended that CMS should actively monitor the effects of rebates on formulary design and beneficiary spending. However, the Department of Health and Human Services has not concurred with this recommendation, which suggests a difference in approach on the issue.
0: Thanks for taking us through this, Elias. As we wrap up this segment, could you sum up the role of the GAO in upholding accountability and expenditure?
1: Absolutely, Connie. The U.S. Government Accountability Office plays a critical role in promoting accountability and efficiency in government expenditures. By identifying areas of improvement, eliminating duplication, and reducing costs through reports, recommendations, and active monitoring efforts, the GAO helps ensure that taxpayer money is used effectively and transparently. It's a resource for those seeking information on government expenditures.
0: A valuable approach indeed. Thanks for the insights, Elias. We look forward to more reports on the subject. We move to the next story. Stay tuned, viewers. As we continue our podcast today, our second story delves into a pressing issue affecting school districts across the country, the recent heat wave, and the widespread lack of sufficient air conditioning in schools. For more on this situation, I'm joined by our reporter, Grace. Grace, what can you tell us about this situation?
2: hi connie indeed it is an unfortunate situation with spiraling consequences disruptions are being reported in school districts nationwide due to unseasonably high temperatures and insufficient cooling in school buildings particularly impacted are locations like madison wisconsin where the start of the school year has been hampered not only by the heat but also by delays in the bus services hold on a minute grace delays in bus services Are the two situations related, or are they independent issues? Interestingly, Connie, it seems to be a bit of both. Madison is currently facing a distressing shortage of bus drivers, which has led to kids arriving late for school or enduring long waits at bus stops in high temperatures. A key factor here is the district's new transportation provider, First Student Inc., which seems to be grappling with the issue. Do we have an idea of what is happening on the ground currently? Well, Connie, First Student Inc. is reportedly actively working on adjusting the schedules and addressing the driver shortage. Concurrently, attention is needed on the infrastructural level as well, as many of the district's older buildings still do not have air conditioning. In the interim, the district has arranged for temporary measures like providing water, fans, and similar aids to students and staff. Are we seeing this situation in other areas
0: as well? And isn't there an increased health risk associated with the lack of air conditioning in schools, especially considering conditions like
2: asthma? Unfortunately, yes, Connie. This is not isolated to Madison. Philadelphia is also grappling with similar issues of high heat and inadequate cooling in schools, resulting in early dismissals in over 70 schools. And you're spot on about the health risks. Parents and teachers are increasingly worried about the potential impacts on students' health, especially those with pre-existing health conditions like asthma.
0: And what steps are these districts like Philadelphia taking to deal with these challenges?
2: Connie, many necessary adjustments are being made, including installing window air conditioning units, improving electrical and HVAC systems in schools, and implementing hydration stations. They are also actively monitoring weather conditions and altering the dismissal schedules accordingly. The ultimate goal, of course, is to ensure each school has the required cooling systems to circumvent extreme heat disruptions to in-person learning. Still, not
0: just these two cities, but the entire nation seems to be grappling with a bus driver shortage and the lack of air conditioning in schools. What are some causes of the shortage, and what nationwide efforts are being made to address this?
2: That's true, Connie. This shortage across the nation is mostly due to factors such as new bus routes and stops, along with drivers needing to follow strict safety guidelines. In an effort to attract more candidates to help fill the shortage, incentives are being offered and districts are contracting new transportation providers. As for the cooling issue, districts are trying various heat mitigation measures. These include rotating students through air-conditioned cool zones and using fans in classrooms, especially in older school buildings.
0: It sounds like a crucial matter that directly impacts the health and learning of students and staff. Any progress on the discussions about adding air conditioning to
2: schools on a larger scale? Connie, the idea definitely has been brought up in discussions. But so far, there is no clear update on further implementation. The priority, understandably, remains in providing every school with the necessary cooling systems for a safe and healthy learning environment.
0: Well, it's certainly a tough situation all around. Thanks for delving into this for us, Grace.
2: Absolutely, Connie. It's a challenging issue that's affecting school districts nationwide. And like you noted, it's not just about discomfort, but also about health risks and interruption to learning. Let's hope that the situation improves soon.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the 11 Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.